Hello and welcome to this latest episode of Leadcast. And today we have a very, very interesting guest. Welcome, Megan, on this show. And I'm sure everybody on Lead knows who Megan Peirce is. Thank you, Sandy. Um, I I hope that everybody doesn't know who I am, but I'm sure you've seen my name flash in Workplace or in Novoed at some point in your lead career. Now, I believe you are uh, one of the more popular course directors we know. At least I have interacted with you more when I see a lot of the sessions, but I don't think I know or people know more about you than, yes, you are the course director. So more about you. Can you tell us more about who you are, where you live, and, and how, how did you join the league? Sure. Um, so Sandeep, I think you'll appreciate this. You you likely are familiar with my name if you've taken power because Jeff Pfeffer tends to refer to me as his boss in that course, which I'm, I'm very flattered by that, but I don't know that that's entirely true. Um, however, I do manage the power course. Um, I am actually the associate director for lead course delivery. So I oversee um, delivery of the entire lead portfolio and I manage a team of three online learning managers who also deliver lead courses. So uh, we are your go-tos for any technical information that you might need in the course, any problems you might be having in NovaWed or with um, an assignment submission and so on. Uh, we also manage our teams of course facilitators and meet weekly with them and with the faculty just to see how things are going, um, to make sure that they're calibrated to give you feedback on assignments on a weekly basis, uh, check in about Zoom in sessions and live sessions that are coming up and really ensure that the courses are running smoothly. So it's a lot of fun because at the end of the day, we get to see what lead participants are doing with the content, how it's impacting your life, um, your organizations, ultimately the world, um, which is the motto of the Stanford GSB. So really our, our roles are, are pretty comprehensive. Um, I love having the position that I do and getting just to see um, what's going on inside each of the courses, um, getting to hear stories from the course facilitators and the online learning managers and the faculty. It's very um I'm just, I'm really, I think at this time of the year, I'm grateful to have the position and just to be able to have this view into things. Indeed, I think um, you know, we are grateful to you. And I believe, um, I must admit that, you know, the kind of operations you people have done in terms of the course content, the release of the um, you know, assignments and making sure that we are on top of everything with the reminders. It's, it's an amazing um, job and we do feel uh, that we are part of this community. So thank you for doing all that hard work uh, behind the scenes. And I'm sure there are many behind the scenes stories with you on how that must be happening and all the Zoom calls. And uh, so really appreciate your support. So uh, Megan, uh, so tell us more about uh, this lead and your association uh, with lead as a journey and how long you are associated with lead and uh, how did you see it evolve? Okay, well, I'm actually coming up on my five-year anniversary with LEAD um, and with Stanford, really. I've spent the majority of my career working in higher education, um, first primarily with graduate academic programs. So as a coordinator for engineering graduate programs, and then I moved into graduate policy and coordination, um, and then came to Stanford five years ago in December of 2016. Um, and I joined LEAD at that time. So I've been with LEAD and with Stanford for 
the entirety of the last five years, first in an online learning manager role, um, and that evolved over time into my associate director role um, as I took on more tasks and responsibilities and helped onboard new team members into the team. So when I when I started, I managed to, the cohorts were much, much smaller. Um, I was managing small courses. My The first two courses that I managed as an online learning manager were designing organizations with Professor Soul and customer experience design with Professor Shiv and Ms. Kumar. Um, and it was just a great experience. And from there, I, I moved into other courses and really developed an understanding of the portfolio and what we were teaching and what the intended outcomes of the program were um, or are. And in the last five years, we've experienced astronomical growth. I mean, I think you, you see this yourself uh, firsthand as a member of a cohort, but the cohort sizes have grown. The number of courses we offer has grown. Um, teaching teams um, are doubling, tripling in size. We've been able to welcome a lot of lead alumni as course facilitators, which is just really tremendous to see because they have experience as a lead participant and then get to bring that into their role as a course facilitator. So to work alongside them um, is just something that's really um, special. And then just in terms of our team, we've we've grown a lot too. So not only our courses team, the folks who are responsible for delivering courses and making improvements to the courses on a quarterly basis, but also the lead uh, program team. So I have a, a lot of really fabulous colleagues at the Stanford GSB, and um, it's just a, a very um, happy to work alongside them day in and day out. This must be keeping you very busy, I must admit. Uh, <laughs> as you said- more than, more than you can imagine, especially uh, in the last 20 months with during the pandemic. <laughs> Absolutely right, and I think um, uh, so. So, uh, and as you said, you know, you are there with this lead journey for the last five years. And one thing which always fascinates me is how do you come up with these names? And I we love our name warriors, right? Uh, but you know, as I said, you know, I, uh, what is the story behind uh, this whole philosophy of having these names? Um, it is. Uh, you might laugh. I mean, it's. It's a somewhat extensive process, but it's also fun. Um, first, I want to give a shout out to any catalysts who are listening because they were the very first cohort I worked with um, when I came in to lead. And whenever I come across someone who is from that cohort, I always like to tell them that. Um, but really, it starts with a few weeks before the new cohort begins the program. Um, we have probably at this point, hundreds of different types of names that we're considering. Actually, hundreds might be exaggerating a bit, but nearing a hundred. Uh, and when we were all working in person, we used to put up post-its on the window in front of Marina's office. And if you had an idea that came to you, you'd go and put a post-it up and she would send an email out to the group saying, it's that time of year, it's time to find a new cohort name. And so we were we were collecting uh, recommendations that way, uh, not just from our team, but we would go out to the larger exec ed team, um, the faculty directors would suggest names, and um, ultimately the faculty directors do make that decision. So we we vote and we pose to them uh, the top choices, and then they select from those choices. Some names, um, such as let's 
like the exponents. We were actually considering that name for quite some time. And then we landed on it for the 10th cohort because we thought we could do something fun with the letter X as the Roman numeral for 10. Um, my choice for a cohort name is the Socratics. I'm going to put that out there to everyone. And if you like that, if you believe in the Socratic method, which I think that we we use quite a bit in lead, you can you can plus one that you can bump it up to the powers that be and try to get it across the finish line as a new cohort name. You heard it first. Uh, uh, I'm just saying this to all my listeners here that you, know, you heard it first here, how the names get created and what name you should be supporting as Megan said, her favorite. So I think that's a great insight and I don't think anybody can get this insight uh, outside of the lead cast. So I will definitely make a noise about it. Thank you very much for that, Megan, uh, really. Yeah. Uh, so and another thing is, as you said, you know, a lot of lead alumni also join as uh, course facilitators. What do you think motivates them to join this course? And what are the different experiences you have seen when people say, oh, we want to join the course facilitator? You know, ultimately, I think it's their interest in giving back to the community. Um, so content tends to resonate with them. And they often have experience working with the content in their professional life as well. And so they can then facilitate it for us by working with participants, either giving feedback, um, coaching in one-on-one -on -one sessions, hosting Zoom-in sessions. Um, I think it's it's great that we can identify folks who really understand what we're teaching and can then translate that and facilitate it for the participants. And that's what the course facilitators do, not just lead alumni. And it's great because they can empathize with participants and know what kind of experience they're going through. Um, but also other course facilitators, many of whom have professional experience with the content and work with us in this capacity. Many, as you know, are MBA or MSX alumni from the Stanford GSB. And it's a great opportunity to, to remain connected to them as part of the GSB family. Yeah, it does. I think because I, uh, I was speaking to Kane last week and he, he referred to the same thing, giving back to the community. Dipti is a similar story. So I think uh, what lead is creating, creating a set of people who just want to give it not only back to the community and lead. And Lisa is a great example, which I'm also part of uh, with Vicky and Edward, uh, you know, leading. But I think it's amazing how the bond is getting created amongst people. And that, thanks to lead, we're doing that. So I'll now yeah. ask uh, Karthik to ask his special question, which I know he, he loves to ask. <laughs> Karthik? Over to you. Yeah, I'd love to ask this question to Megan because I'm sure Megan has, uh, you know, has been behind sharing this, these many memorable moments with all of the uh, lead participants when she sends a mail. Congratulations, you've been a nice winner. <laughs> so I still remember when I got mine. So I'd love to ask this question to Megan that in the last five years, I'm sure you've had a lot of experiences and there would be a lot of memories that you would be uh, fond of. So can you just uh, pinpoint one memory which stands out in the whole experience that you still cherish and you're really happy about it? I, I would like to know one embarrassing memory of what <laughs> happened. Something went wrong. You know, there's always the same story which you would like to tell. <laughs> Maybe oh my goodness. 
Um, let's start with a fun memory. And then as I'm, as I'm explaining this, I will think of something that went wrong, which I'm sure there are plenty of those as well. Um, and this might, this might disappoint some folks because we don't do this anymore, but I still think it stands out. Uh, a few years ago, we refreshed the design thinking course um, that we offer from Professor Zenios. And when we were redesigning the live sessions to, that we were going to conduct as part of that course, uh, we settled on what we do currently. Um, I don't want to give too much away in case folks haven't taken the course yet, but um, it's a sprint of sorts um, that takes place in the first live session. But when we were first offering the newly refreshed version, we decided to host these live sessions in Verbella. So not in Zoom, but we were going to use avatars and be in Verbella. And we did a test run of this. Um, so we got staff volunteers to, to tell us that they could help out and we all logged into Verbella, but we decided to surprise Stephanos and have bodyguards for him. So we created two avatars, we dressed them all in black and we positioned them on the corners of the stage as his bodyguards so that he felt protected during his live session. Uh, I think he appreciated that, but what he, appreciated more was the ability that he could dance in verbella and nobody could see his face or actually see his his real dance moves but i can tell you behind the scenes because i sat next to him as he controlled his avatar and and worked in verbella he was you know he's moving his shoulders around a little bit and 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 dancing to the music so that was that was a fun memory um that's a great thing about verbella too is we can all really let loose and nobody knows that we're blushing or um secretly embarrassed by our, our avatar dance. Interesting. And an embarrassing moment. Um, I don't, I don't know that I have one, honestly. I mean, I think they're always little, um, slip up. So at one time in one of my first live sessions, I think it was prof with Professor Soul. We were in one of the studios on campus on probably Adobe connect. That's what we used before zoom. And it was an actual studio, but there was a phone in the room. And in the middle of the session, the phone started to ring and people appeared on the screen from a different country. They were like, they were trying to call in to like a faculty member or a session or something unrelated to lead and to our course that we were delivering this live session for. And we, we both kind of froze. We didn't know what to do. We were like, well, hello. <laughs> and I think we just hung up on them, but it, it jarred us a little bit because we weren't expecting them to appear on our screen um, during the live session. So <laughs> these, these things happen even at, um, at Stanford in the, in the middle of Silicon Valley. Um, I'm, I'm, the reason I asked was that I think um, a lot of us have this type of story, so I, I don't want people to know that everything is happy and unkindled, right? There are things which right. go wrong, and it's okay to go wrong, right? So that's where the lesson is. So um, I'm sure something goes wrong every day. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's been great uh, listening to you, Megan, and I think we can go on and on, but I just want to ask one last question about uh, what kind of message you would like to give to the cohort who's, who's just joined and for the people who are listening to this, uh, uh, as, as somebody who has seen this for the last five, six years? Um, I don't want this to come off as trite, but what I would say is just remain connected, remain engaged with the content. Um, there's so much that you can do with the content. It's so applicable to your day-to-day -day life, to your organization, to your roles within your organizations. And 
try to utilize it as much as possible. Really put into practice the techniques you learn in the courses, the frameworks, and so on. And then tell us how it's going. The, it's such a highlight of my job to be able to hear from folks about a change initiative that they moved along or a new position that they acquired because they they use some of the power principles. Um, I love to hear those stories and the rest of the team loves to hear them as well. So I just encourage folks to stay connected, whether you are a pioneer um, from the first lead cohort or part of the, um, the game changers, the most recent cohort that we welcomed. Um, Karthik, you alluded to this through the ICA awards. That's also a big a big joy of mine each quarter, which is to reach out to folks who have won ICAs and share with them the certificate. And often I hear back from them just about what the course meant to them and what they're doing with what they learned in the course. So I say, keep those stories coming and just remain engaged with us and with our team. That, that is an uh, amazing message, uh, Megan, I think. And stay connected is the word I would uh, take away for people to you know, uh, take away from this podcast. So thank you very much for your time. It has been really pleasure listening to you. And I wish um, uh, we can go on and on. And maybe there are some offline stories we will have off the record <laughs> in terms of understanding more about leading things. But thank you very much once again. And this is me, Sandeep, signing off. Thank you very much, listeners, uh, listening to this. Uh, thank you. Oh, by the way, don't forget to check out the Lead 3X Network if you're interested in networking with other leaders every week. Just log on to lead3x.network.